Megatron, my enemy, I must rise up and stand against you. I must, I must bring spread my wings and feelings (laughs) of hatred from within me to the surface and spread them out on my wings and fly toward your giant head and bring you down like the dastardly villain you are. <laughs> and Black Arachne is like, I know you took a multi-class in Bard, but it needs some, <laughs> needs some. No, but that that's what happens. Too much energy. Hooray, you're Silverbolt. Beast Wars once and for all. Titor, what have you done? I am giving this episode no Energon. What yeah. are you, a Quintesson? This is no Energon. Fuck it. I, I can't. Sigma sh- balls, Gary! <laughs> Pals and Preta Bugs to another episode of Too Much Energon, a laser comb podcast where we talk about Beast Wars shit and talk shit about Beast Wars. I am one of your hosts, NeoCal. And I'm the Siege, the other guy. The other guy, Siegetron. The other guy, Siegeomania, brother. <laughs> Siegeomatic. What are you going to do? What are you going to do, <laughs> do, do when the Siege comes for you? What you gonna do? What you gonna do, uh, Predacons? <laughs> when the MWO comes for you. Uh, can you imagine, like, the NWO, like, just showing up in Beast Machines? That'd be great. Or the other way around. MWO. Well, <laughs> well actually, um, uh, Robocop showed up uh, in WCW. Uh, it, yeah, actual thing. I think it was around the time uh, RoboCop 3 came out. Uh, there was a WCW pay-per-view. And yeah, fucking RoboCop came down to the ring. And like, like uh, I think it was Sting was in a ca- steel cage. And this was like pre-Crow Sting. Um, yeah. So Sting was in like a cage. And like RoboCop like walks down the ramp and comes like shows up at ringside and just like bend, bends the bars open of the cage to let Stinger out. That's pretty fucking hype what that that is actually robocop what the heck yeah yeah it's uh i i don't know who what what wrestler was actually in the suit but yeah it was uh some wrestler like wearing a robocop suit uh today i I learned i've seen the footage uh he the guy does not know how to move like robocop at all (laughs) Mm, the the pictures do it justice but yeah you have to be very um uh move the limb moving of the limbs individually and kind of like lead with your limbs and let your like torso follow right as if your upper body is a tank so your legs go in front of you first yeah yeah it's difficult there and there definitely like there there is a technique to it that uh peter weller the guy who played uh robocop in the first two robocop movies that he developed um 
And uh, something I discovered watching uh, the the movies that made us the the toys that made us spinoff on Netflix. Uh, yeah, they they did an episode recently uh, about RoboCop, which I was like, fuck yeah, fucking hype. Um, Peter Weller studied ballet, and so he used some of that know how in uh, uh, developing his his movements for RoboCop. Well, <laughs> there we go. It ain't easy, folks. <laughs> Yeah, it ain't it ain't easy being uh being sleazy. I I don't know. It ain't easy being greasy. I <laughs> It ain't it robots ain't... need grease. Anyway, this is episode 73. Right, right. Yeah, the, yeah, we're, we're the, yeah, this is this is a podcast about uh beast wars and beast machines and all of that. Not RoboCop. No. It's, it's adjacent. It's beast machines-ish stuff first. And then, in um, ascending order, wrestling, right? Sean Connery, <laughs> Highlander, and Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, imagine putting all those things together in a blender. I mean, that's. <laughs> I mean, in his pr- like, well, n- not in his pr- in his prime old man age. So, like, Sean Connery in like the '90s would have been a fucking hype big boss. In a Metal Gear movie, '90s Sean Connery would have been a pretty fucking hype big boss. Like I, I like agree. Sh- like Sean Connery from like circa like when like The Rock. I that's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah, I was like, well, he basically played <laughs> Big Boss in The Rock. Just put him in a fucking eye patch, and there you go. You have Big Boss beret, right eye patch, Big Boss. <laughs> yeah, trench coat. <laughs> uh, who would play Snake? like solid snake in that uh in the it has to be an actor who was like around 30 in in like 1995 what about um how old was kurt russell uh probably probably too old but okay okay. oh right because he's fairly yeah uh i i mean remember remember he was in the thing which came out in 1982, and he and wasn't he was exa- already. He he was already like in his 30s at that point, I think. How old is <sighs> Kurt Russell? I'm I'm looking it up. <laughs> we're going in. We're, yeah, we're good, going in. Yeah, good. I'm curious too because uh, he he was born in 1950. Fuck, he's 70. Holy shit! What? Wow. Yeah. So 1995 was what. Uh, 20... He's an 80s guy, right? In the 90s. Yeah. Uh, okay, so hear me out. I hate to admit this, right? Say right. what you want about Tom Cruise, but that son of a bitch doesn't age, <laughs> right? And he's pretty good in those like military espionage. Mid 90s Tom Cruise. You're right. He would have been. He would have been a a, a pretty solid snake. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh actually i think um speaking of kurt russell uh his son riot riot wyatt russell uh who who i'm actually a big fan of uh he's pretty rad uh he'd be a great solid snake now i think just I can uh, see it and he's blonde too so he could also play liquid i was thinking more liquid yeah <laughs> i mean they gotta they they look they're they're twins, right? So they they look alike. Not what you were expecting, brother. I... <laughs> Snake, did you like my sunglasses? 
no, I can I can see it. Yeah, he could be liquid. Yeah. People watching the show, it's just like, oh, I guess this is a Metal Gear Solid <laughs> podcast now. Know how we would do a podcast about metal dedicated entirely to Metal Gear Solid, but I'd like to make it happen sometime, somehow. But it would have Definitely to be like we have to replay the the games. It, but it would it would have to be like a gaming centric podcast, and like there are fucking enough of those out there. Like uh, there are thousands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or it'd have to be in broader strokes. I think like that's what works. About... I think that's what works about um uh what the Famicom. Uh friend of the show, Dan, Dan Tendo from What the Famicom. Um I think that's one of the reasons why I enjoy his podcast is they 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 it's technically a video game podcast, but like they barely talk about video games on it. <laughs> Much like we barely talk about Beast Wars. <laughs> yeah, much like. Um, I, I think his tagline for that show is like a gaming podcast for people who don't like gaming podcasts. <laughs> yeah, Which... it's, um, it's digestible. And yeah. a lot of them... Uh... Yeah, th- I'm just going to end yeah. it. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you can say that about this podcast, too. This is a Beast Wars podcast for people who casually enjoy Beast Wars. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Let us enjoy Beast Machines, goddammit. Yeah. Even though, but, like, I, I've gone on record uh, on this show, I think, saying that Beast Wars is le- legitimately one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah. Like, yeah. fucking love it. But it's like, what we do on this show, uh, as we've come to realize on Twitter... Um, that uh, what we do on this show doesn't necessarily uh, appeal to the hardcore fan of this property. Um, if it if I had to tag this, I would tag it comedy. Um, not as funny as um, Stephen Colbert. <laughs> um, that's a little topic. inside. It's a little inside joke, listeners. Transformers. <laughs> in that in that order. Uh, I think actually on uh on iTunes our main category is TV reviews and our subcategory is comedy. Is what I said it to. Well, there you go. <laughs> and video games. <laughs> yeah. A comedy podcast that is moderately funny. There you go. Moderately funny. Not as funny as you know, a team of like half a dozen writers writing for a late night show, but okay, we need to okay. actually we need to actually explain this to people now. So, uh, going okay. way going Finally. way <laughs> going way 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 back um, uh, to what was it? Uh, Too much energy on episode twelve, where we talked about uh, dark designs, written by a friend of the show Ian Weir. Uh, my longtime friend uh, Tim guest starred on that episode, and. After, after we went off air, and I really wish I had like I had kept recording this because right? I would have I would have loved to have released this as like uh, as like an outtake on uh, Patreon. But what are you gonna do? After the the episode ended, uh, we he started just like giving us his opinions of the podcast, just completely unsolicited. He's after like, oh, we he, just recorded it after we had just recorded with one with him. Yeah. Um, 
But he's like, yeah, so, uh, you know, when I'm at work uh, in the in the bakery, we, you, like, I'll, I'll sometimes have your podcast playing. And we're like, oh, cool. He's like, Thanks, he's like, yeah, and like, uh, sometimes, you know, like, my coworkers will actually like laugh, like they, they think it's funny. And we're like, Oh, hey, cool. That That's great. Like, people, complete strangers think think we're funny that aren't even following from the beginning. Think we're funny. Cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. And he's like, and then he goes, starts getting weird. He's like, but obviously not as funny as me, because you know, I, I, I'm in there. I, I'm there in person, like, tell telling actual jokes. And we're like, okay, all right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, and you know, like, I like, I think you guys are funny too, but um, you know, not like Stephen Colbert funny or anything. But as for like a a couple of just ordinary regular guys, you're kind of funny. And I'm like, and we're like, thanks, thanks, man, <laughs> thanks for this unsolicited uh, 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 critique of our our show. And then it's he weird. It's like he <laughs> back rolled the initial compliment. He was like, "Hey, hey, don't get too big for your britches, kids." <laughs> yeah, he ain't no Stephen Colbert. <laughs> yeah, don't don't get too excited about this compliment because uh, just just you wait. It's uh, there. There's uh, there's another shoe that's about to drop. So that's the metric we compare ourselves to now. But yeah, it, it, are we as funny as Stephen Colbert? Listeners, let us know. <laughs> let us know in the comment section of this YouTube video, or send an email to Too Much Energon at Outlook.com and tell us how not funny we are. Please. Uh, and uh, uh, and so I, I had asked him. I'm like, oh, so are you uh, like uh, caught up on like Have you listened to all of them? He's like, he's like. I, I think I'm about halfway through the episodes you have. Uh, you know, I listen to them sometimes, but, you know, sometimes I just, I shut them off because, you know, sometimes I just don't feel like hearing you talk. And we're like, <laughs> like okay. All right, dude. Uh, Godspeed, Godspeed. Uh, a friend of the show and friend of, friend of the siege, Tim. Yeah. No, no, no. It, it's funny. It's, it's we're not making fun of him. It's just it, it was just it, it was a weird like it was it was a very bizarre conversation that uh, uh, a very very odd late night conversation. <laughs> yeah, it was probably like midnight or something like that. Something like that. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he was like his brain was like half like checked out at that point. That was the night too. I, I'm wondering. I'm wondering if it's because what I said. What did you say? I had like pointed out some things about like talking over people and how to um it doesn't it doesn't work in a podcast where you record to interject e each other. Well, according to this podcast, I've listened to lots <laughs> where it's just a bunch of people talking over each other. But yeah, um, like other other Beast Wars podcasts, and I and then I implied <laughs> that I know exactly what that's like. I've had to train myself because that's like a super big like ADD thing, and it was like he had been t told that he he has ADD for like the first time ever, right? And he didn't know how to process that information. And I don't I don't know him like very well, but it's like from what I know. I'm very sure <laughs> that he did. I can, I can spot the others, right? <laughs> it's, it's like um, the, the immortal sense in Highlander, 
uh, gotta fit that in um you yeah, can just you like go. sense each other yeah so i, 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 never I sense re- it in him yeah i've never really gotten add vibes from him but yeah i might be wrong <laughs> um i i also see him like stoned out of his mind a lot so when you're baked you kind of tend to just focus on like whatever is in front of you so maybe that's why okay yeah <laughs> Uh, may, maybe that's why. Who knows? I don't know. Anyway, what I do know is that this is episode 73 of Too Much Energon, and we are talking about the fourth episode of season two of Beast Machines in Darkest Night with a K. Night with, night a, K. with a K. Yeah, like the Dark Knight or Werewolf by Night. No, wait, that's the wrong. That's the wrong <laughs> night. Or um, Vampire, uh, the Apocalypse. Wait, or, wait a second. Or. <laughs> First night starring Sean Connery. And um yeah, and uh uh who else Weir, right? That? Who fuck else is in that? <laughs> I, I don't know, but it but anyway, yeah. Uh in Darkest Night originally aired on September second, two thousand. And uh yeah, we're gonna get into talking about the episode. Uh but your gear. Richard Gere, there we go. I was like, why can't I remember his name? He was hot shit. <laughs> I, I saw that movie. You know what movie I did like him in was uh, the the remake. It also has Bruce Willis in it, too. The remake of The Jackal from, like, 1997. I, I think it was a pretty critically panned film, but whatever. I, I was, like, 12 when I saw that movie, and that movie was, like, fucking hype. <laughs> it's like a, it's, it's like a, one of those ones you watched at the right time, and you just thought was hot shit. Yeah, it's like a it's a thriller where um, uh, Bruce Willis plays an assassin who is hired to like uh, assassinate the president of the United States. I think who I think is a woman in the movie. There's a uh, lot of um, hype Matrix looking wardrobe in this movie, man. Um, and Richard Gere plays a uh, 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 Irish guy. He was a member of the IRA who was imprisoned. And I, rem- I remember this. And. Uh, yeah, he 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 gets led out by I think was it Sidney Poitier who played the the F- All right, I'm looking this up. Uh but yeah, so he gets let out to help them uh track down uh the jackal. Uh who is uh the nickname that it's the name that uh, Bruce Willis's character is known as. Yeah, it's a remake of the film The Day of the Jackal. Huh. You learn something new every day. Yeah, it was Sidney Poitier uh, who uh, played the like main like FBI guy or whatever. Uh, may he rest in peace. He just passed away recently. Oh, at the age of I think he was ninety four. So long, long lived. He lived a good life, and uh, the Jackal apparently was his final uh, film role. He oh. just he called it quits after that. Uh, it's a great performance, uh, as always, with Sidney Poitier. Yeah, rip, rip in peace, my dude. Yeah. Uh, speaking of ripping in peace, I don't know, not a very smooth segue. Uh, episode of Beast Machines opens up with uh, Megahead flying across the sky. Destruction underneath them. Destruction underneath this them. This has just been blown up planets, maybe? Sort of? Yeah. Uh, Sort of, yeah, yeah. He's been he's been causing general mayhem and whatnot, and uh, 
Night Scream is like wandering around. There's Hang very on. apocalypse vibes where the sky is danger, the ground is like chaos, and like subterranean levels are like HQ. Right. Yeah, so what's happening here? He's like, oh, someone's in a bad mood, and he's following the destruction that um Noble has caused. Sorry, I clicked on the wrong episode. That's why <laughs> I was confused. I'm like, I, I just watched this episode like right before we started recording. I'm like, this doesn't look like the right episode. For some reason, Tubi took me to season one, episode four. Tubi Personary. be like that. Tubi be like that. Yeah. Uh, It'd be like that. Yeah, so, yeah, anyway, so, uh, uh, Noble, or Noble, uh, Night Scream is, like, wandering around looking for Noble, and, uh, he gets, uh, interrupted by, and, like, uh, th this is, like, clearly, like, slums, like, a very, like, uh, demilitarized, like, destroyed part of, uh, Cybertron, planet, planet Megatron, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and Jetstorm and Thrust show up and start, like, uh basically basically ruining his day so he says what i and they're ruining my day too he says what i'm <laughs> thinking he's like i thought you guys were like done like fighting us and taking a vacation or something and they're like oh we decided to join the winning side once again yeah so i was when jetstorm says that i'm like what so you just like shacked up with megatron again why did you forget that like his reward for loyal behavior was death and your punishment for disloyal behavior was death? I, Either way, you're going to fucking die, people. I, it's, it's one of those things like, oh, like Megatron rewards those who are loyal. With literally what? Just go, dudes. Just be free. You don't have to be friends with the, the Maximals, but like, like. I don't know. Maybe it's hardwired into their heads that they need to fight the Maximals. Like it's part of their programming or something. Well, well, but this like is a, such a a couple of weeks ago. Like they they were like uh, like they were like we don't want to join the Maximals at, because we don't want to follow you, Cheetor, because we just uh, got out of uh, being ruled over by someone, being led by someone. This is so it's a, like now he's now they're back. It's. It's very quickly becoming like Viacon say some Viacon bullshit and yeah, um, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna give you a little bit of a a, a spoiler. Uh, I didn't really like this episode. I yeah. So this 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 there are there are things that I like about this episode, but there there's there are, gonna be yeah. There... But it's just like the back and forth with the Viacons. This is the eighth time now. Where yeah. they're like, oh, could they be good? Oh, like maybe they're not. Oh, could they be good? Uh, and it's just, it's paint by numbers. And I, like, come right. on, guys. Yeah, the, the show's becoming formulaic. Why, what do the Viacon, there's two, by the way. They're not connected to like the grid or anything. They're just like buddies that attack the Maximals sometimes, I guess. It's just um, Thrust and Jetstorm. Yeah. Just for funsies attacking Night Scream. I mean, what else are you going to do on a Saturday night, right? I mean, if it was you and I and we saw Night <laughs> Scream, we'd probably, <laughs> we'd probably attack him too. Any other Maximal by themselves would be like, ah, like whatever, like let him go. But it's like, oh, this fucking asshole. Okay, <laughs> let's get him. So. 
Yeah, that's uh, yeah, you're you're not wrong. Uh, so we cut oh, right. over rat traps invention. Yeah, we 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 cut back to the to the maximal cave, um, and uh, rat trap is uh, doing some doing some engineering. He, he's, he's doing built the science. A thing. He's built a thing. And you and know Black... who else does the science? Black arachnia. Yeah, she shows up and she's like, "Hey, what you got there, buddy? Can Starts I look at using it?" Using her spider legs, and he's like, "Hey, get get the fuck out of here! Don't get away!" Touch. Get away, bitch. He's like, I just want to see. And he's like, then look with your many eyes. And I'm like, huh? Yeah. It's just she... like, yeah, if you just want to see, just look, lady. And she's like, well, okay, what what, what do I got going here? And he's like, it's a, like a jury rigged. Uh... Well, well, she says that that looks like a, a spark extractor. And he's like, yeah, I hooked it up to one of the old uh, DNA sequences. Which Weird, I'm like. Right? I'm like, that's kind of a neat idea. And so he mentions that they, they came up with the, they had him and uh, Gary had been thinking like, well, we, once we actually like free the sparks, like we, we got to figure out what to do with them. And so immediately I'm wondering, so does this thing just conjure like new bodies out of nowhere? So if you yeah, put like, you need a... so if you put like these liberated sparks, uh, into one of these things and the DNA scanner fires, uh, what is it going to reformat exactly if it's just a spark? I get what they're going for here, but to me, that seems like a little bit of a logistic flaw. There's another one that comes up later on in the episode involving this so thing. I was so checked out with the logic that I never even thought about how that doesn't make any any sense. And uh, yeah, and uh, there, there's another thing that's going to come up later in the episode that I'm like, but how? Uh, and I'll I'll talk about, and it involves this like little doohickey, and I'll talk about it when we get there. But uh, uh, so uh, Black Arachnia asks Rat Trap, she's like, oh, so uh, how do you uh, like how is this thing going to make uh, the 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 sparks like how is it going to make their bodies technorganic and rat traps like yeah we haven't figured that part out yet and indeed and primal says oh without the the oracle around who knows um, it's like what's wrong with them just having a mechanical body that we saw piles of mechanical yeah. bodies in season one yeah yeah or like a just mechanical a transformer body, body. Yeah, or like a beast body, or just a regular beast body, like uh, like Night Scream when they first found it. For some reason, that's bad in this world, and I'm still not entirely clear why. But you can't shoot your teeth out and like vampire leech <laughs> uh, enemies, I guess. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so so Gary, uh, Gary and the Maximals, Gary and the Maximals sounds like the name of a band. <laughs> A Transformers themed like hair band. There is actually a Transformers band out there. Uh, they're called the the Cybertronics, I think. That's actually and, a pretty cool name. Yeah, yeah. Look them up. They they play like uh they play like hair metal type music, and they dress up in costumes like G one characters. Like one of them is dressed as RC. One of them is dressed as Hot Rod. I think one of them is Ultra Magnus. Yeah, the the Cybertronic, the Cybertronics, or the Cybertronic Band, or something like that. So, I don't know. 
I don't know. Cyber follow- Cybertronics Spree. Uh, yeah, okay. RC, yeah. Cybertronics Spree. Okay. Well, they actually look good too. I dig it. Oh, there you go, listeners. Google yeah. Cybertronic Spree rock band. Right. Yeah, yeah. I've never I've never actually really listened to their music. I gotta be honest. I just I follow them on Instagram because I'm like, hey, you guys are cool. The way the outfits are made, um, with like the sharp, heavy like lines gives them a uh like a like a, a cartoon or a comic like look to them. Yeah. Like the that's very artistic. Wow, yeah, check check them out. Yeah. Um so Black Arachnia steals the doohickey and we cut back to Nightstream. She's done many times on Beast Wars and Beast Machines. Yep. She's her specialty uh, is stealing doohickeys. <laughs> yeah. She's a she's a thieving spider. Yeah. Um and we we cut back to to Night Scream and I don't know the vehicles are have fighting. Like, there there's fighting. They like have him bound or something like that. And uh, like Cheetor shows up. They all the gang shows up and they fight and um, Black Arachnia like tackles Jetstorm and he's like, I told you, lady, I'm not gonna be your girlfriend. <laughs> and she's like, fine, we'll settle this once and for all. And they t- tumble away. And uh, Megahead overhears the commotion and he's like, Gary! <laughs> Come out and play! Yes! <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> there there uh- you go. There's uh, too much commentary. Uh, fucking um, the, the Warriors. Warrior. I've never actually seen it. Uh, one of my favorite movies. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Megahead is like, "Oh, Gary, we have so much to talk about, and you ran away before we could get started last time." Yes. And Cheetor is like, "No, Optimus," and he like goes after him, and he's like, "I guess you're coming too, little fella." Yeah, because he shoots down a very like like uh close encounters of the third kind like flying saucer like um tractor beam beam. (laughs) tractor beam i mean yeah (laughs) Uh, that that pulled gary up and cheetor is like no big bot and jumps in and uh both get sucked up uh, they they both get sucked up into megahead and um so one thing about what's going on with black arachnia and uh jetstorm here that I didn't really start thinking about it until I was watching this episode. Um, what about Jetstorm's agency here? She is trying to like extract his spark and like turn him back into Silverbolt, and we've caught we we've gotten glimpses of Silverbolt like emerging from Jetstorm yeah. before, and by all accounts, it seems like he doesn't want to be Silverbolt anymore. So, so I have two thoughts about this. One, Black Arachnia is, like you said, taking away Silverbolt's agency by, I just realized on the background, it's got like, you know, stock footage, like watermarks. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, uh, 
Well, we, we, we recently learned of the important on Twitter of the importance of uh, watermarking your your work. The, the very. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, what the hell is I saying? Oh, so <laughs> Black Arachnia, um, she's trying to take away who Silverbolt has become and his experiences and his desires. Because it's right. important to remember that it's the same being, kind of yeah. like how they tried to save Rhinox. And when they did speak with Rhinox when he was fully brought to the surface, he's he's not Rhinox, he's Tanknox. He's right? Tanknox, yeah. He, he's Tankor and Rhinox, and all of his experiences affect him. And that's the vibe I get from Jetstorm. Jetstorm is the dominant personality, but when he came to the surface, he was like, whoa, whoa, hey, lady, like we used to date for like a while, but <laughs> like calm your tits. <laughs> right. Um, and then there's the other side of me that's like, well, their souls have been um, brainwashed by Megatron. Right. And she's just trying to this is how I'm OK with it. She's just trying to undo that uh, harmful programming. Right. But then, like, even when she does, spoilers for the episode, I guess, uh, to jump ahead a little bit, um, even when she does bring Silverbolt back, like, he's not the same. And she complains about the fact that, oh, where's my where's my noble and honorable Silverbolt? And I'm like, lady, people fucking change. Like, he's been through a lot. And so. Well, yeah, literally the next scene is um, she tackles uh, Black Arachnia tackles Jetstorm uh, through some drainage pipe. Uh, yeah. They fall in that organic green goo that we've seen. Yeah. Um, and she wraps him up in the um, the Energon, um, like, uh, webbing. Webbing, yeah, yeah. Uh, but earlier, she had attached Rat Trap's doohickey to the back of his neck. Yeah. And I'm with you on this. She activates it, right? The DNA sequencer goes, it's, and it's scanning the... Um, the fossils. Good thing there just happened to be fossils down here. Right? I know it's, uh, it's fossils are everywhere, folks. <laughs> fossils are everywhere on this technological planet. Yeah, it just took a couple million years for them to notice. Um, <laughs> and or it's been longer. Yeah, yeah. like Cybertron's been around Appar forever. Appar apparently, archaeology isn't a thing amongst uh, Autobots. No, they don't give a shit what's underground. <laughs> um, and something. So let's talk about this and then we'll get into the, the changing right. thing. Um, what the fuck's happening here? Is this the thing you wanted to talk about? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, or is that something else? So, okay. So she, uh, yeah, she, she has him bound in his webbing and, uh, uh, like we mentioned, the spark she fires the like spark extractor. It sends out like a, a DNA scanner, finds the fossils. I initially, when I saw the skeleton of the thing that it scans, I was like, I was like, wait, is this another fucking bat? Like what? It looks like the same skeleton as the the bat skeleton we saw in previous. It's the episodes. bat texture yeah, that we yeah. saw in previous ones. And like, remember, like Night Scream was like, wow, so like these animals lived here, and it's also a T Rex. And I'm like, they're just using old assets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they they use the body of the uh, the the bat skeleton model, and they use the T Rex head, like an extreme close up of the T Rex head fossil. And I'm like, 
Oh, what are you guys doing? Well, when you combine a bat body and a T-Rex head, you get an ugly bird. You get a fucking samurai eagle, apparently. A samurai eagle. There we go. I, I thought, uh, well, so as Jetstorm is screaming. Yeah, like, screaming I don't want in to, agony. Like, like, I don't want to, like, lose. I'm, like, I'm no, with you I on don't, that part. Like, no, I don't want this. And yeah. so, okay, so the fact that it... Uh, this spark extractor like pulls his spark out of his body, but then also somehow manages to reformat his jet storm body. Somehow it reformats him into a technorganic Eagle. When earlier there was like, there was a bit of dialogue like black arachnia quite literally asked uh rat trap. She's like, so how do you like, how are you going to get the, the bodies uh, technorganic and rat trap even says we haven't figured that part out yet, but here it just happens. So why is he a technorganic? The answer bird? is the same answer for every question in teenage mutant Ninja turtles. Uh, the ooze, the ooze. <laughs> He's in green ooze. Oh, that green, right. Okay, I missed that. The the green, like, uh, uh, organic, or, organic slime. Plant, the plant jizz. The plant the, jizz. The, the plant go. jizz. Yeah, that's... The, 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 uh, the, 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 the filthy... slime, the 90s slime. There we go. The it's filth... the remnants of the Nickelodeon slime that they had left over when Nickelodeon Studios shut down. It's uh, it's all the uh, leftover stuff from uh, you can't do that on television. Yeah, you can't do that on television. And uh oh, and what else dropped slime on people? Those shows. Uh, those yeah. shows. Yeah. <laughs> those shows. So yeah, you can't do in... that on television. Might even be like uh, a little before most of our listeners, honestly, because that Probably. was like I I barely caught it. That that was like late eighties, like. People, I, I was born in 85, so, and YTV was still a uh, Canadian channel that we've talked about before. YTV was still showing uh, You Can't Do That on Television, like, up to, I think, like, 1991. So I still have memories of watching it a lot when I was, like, four or five, six it's years old. It's vague for me. It's kind of vague for me, too, but I remember I remember them dropping the slime on people. Um, And there was a recurring skit in the show where people would be talking in high school lockers so there there it would be a wide shot of uh, high school lockers and uh someone would like one person would like pop out of the locker and be like hey blah blah and then another person would pop out of a locker and be like yeah blah blah and they'd have a conversation then they'd go back in the locker and then other people would come out of other lockers and do the same thing I've as soon as you started describing the locker skit, yeah, I, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that and uh, uh, the dropping slime. I can't even remember why. I think there was like a word, like a forbidden word or something in each episode that people weren't <laughs> allowed to say, right? Uh, and if someone said, and basically, like people would try and trick the host would try and like trick them into saying the word. And if they did, then they got, and they always did, of course, right? Yeah, because you, you know, you wanted to see the, you want to see the slime, you want to see them get slimed, right? Want to see the slime? Uh, yeah, ooh, green ooze and green slime, or whatever you want to call it, all the rage in the night. Apparently, uh, apparently, um, uh, you can't do that until it was a Canadian show, but it it did actually air uh, in the United States on Nickelodeon. 
Uh, something I oh, something go. I actually learned from uh, uh, Whitney Seibold, one of my favorite film critics and favorite podcasters. Uh, who rad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's talked about it before because he he's older than I am. I think he's like forty three. So uh, he was definitely like watching. Uh, like he was definitely old enough to remember. You can't do that on television quite vividly. Yeah. So once you can't do that on television. Um, got off the air. They they stored all of their their ooze underground in these sewers on Cybertron, well, so that, that they can well, make they, plans. They, re, they repurposed it to to uh oh, and then when uh oh went off the air, mainframe or uh, mainframe was like, we can use some of that in our Beast Machines show. We're gonna need there a lot of ooze, yeah. And they're like, are you sure it's like been twice recycled? Like we're scraping it off the floor after it's already been dumped on kids, and they're like, "It's okay. We need techno-organic. We need a, we need a techno-organic uh, eagle ninja. Damn it! And um, and that's yeah. exactly what we fucking get. So when he's done transforming, Black he's... Arachnia says Silverbolt, and we get a okay. So he looks he... like a pigeon at first. Uh yeah, I think I don't he's supposed, like it. I think he's supposed to be an eagle. Um I don't know. I you know what? I'm gonna go to the, the Transformers wiki. Tfwiki.net. Is he supposed to be like an Aztec like eagle? Do you know what I mean? Like an, an artistic like Mayan like representation of an eagle or something? Because I'm kind of getting that vibe from him. Beast Wars. Beast Wars. Um, Beast Machines cartoon. Uh, da, da, da. Uh, counter to Silver Wolf was not pleased. Sparks into new bodies into its organic core. Uh, reformatting was oh a condor. Okay, he's a condor. Okay, well there there you go. Journalism edits. At its Flight, finest. Flight of the Concords, motherfuckers. Flight of the Condors. <laughs> he does not look like a fucking Condor. I'm looking at pictures of Condors. No. I'm I, looking I, at Condors too. I, I don't see it. Right. They are carrion feeders. Um, yeah, they're like big ass fucking vultures, right? Yeah. Uh yeah, I'm not I'm not seeing it. Oh well. What an ugly bird to right? <laughs> to make your to make your heroic maximal. Yeah. They were like, oh no, no, no. We tried an eagle and a wolf, two of nature's most noble creatures. Fuck it, a condor. Yeah, now he's a now he's a fucking scavenger bird. Yeah. I guess it, I guess it kind of makes sense, really. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I I mean he he's not noble anymore. He nor is he savage. Nor is he at least he was cool looking in Beast Wars. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't like, you cannot like him. I, I wasn't a fan of the the um the the I was never a fan of the Fusors concept, but he looked cool. He, I and, don't like the Fusors concept. People can take or leave like Silverbolt, but he looked cool. He, yeah. Good design. I, I don't know what's going on 
but this thing man i uh, i warned you last week though i was like uh be uh be be prepared for uh for uh for uh, a, a returning character's form it's true he even sang that song from lion king by scar be prepared and uh i was not <laughs> um well uh speaking so funny uh speaking of disney <laughs> cartoons um when he transforms into his like robot form, I get the villain from Mulan vibes. Like go- Google Mulan villain and tell me. All right, all right, I'm, I'm going in. Shan Yu, there we go. Shan Yu, yeah, strong Shan Yu vibes. You're evil, Wiki. <laughs> um. Wait until we we see him up close, and I'll I, I, see. I think he's more samurai looking, honestly. Okay, so not Mongol horde, more of a samurai. Yeah, he's got the top knot hair. At he he looks okay in robot form. Yeah, he, uh, he he's he's got the like um the like the really like thick legs that kind of look like um like the uh like they're armored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I just he, meant his, his face. Oh, he's got oh, kind of oh right. Oh, that yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah like the yeah. face, right? Like immediately that popped up in my head. I was like, wait a second, villain from Mulan. <laughs> yeah, so Silverbolt uh, is like screaming in agony. Like he he's clearly not enjoying this. Uh, and she's like, Silverbolt, my love. And, and he's, he's like, like, look away, I'm no. hideous. No, he takes get away. his Phantom of the Opera mask and covers himself and goes squad and flies away. Yeah, it flies like, away. So, yeah, just to be dramatic. Oh, there's a lot. Can we throw away the literally minute to minute trope of Beast Machines where people just leave? That <laughs> happens six times in this episode where they're like, oh, come on, stick around. And they're like, no. And they just like leave. And it's like, it's such a Beast Machines trope now. Yeah. Tigatron, that was his vibe, but it was never a, I'm never joining you. It was a, I'll help you, but I, I don't really feel like I'm a Maximal. I kind of feel like I'm a tiger. And they were like, cool. But in this, for some reason, they just, there's this yeah, ongoing we... back and forth where they're like, join us, please. To the Viacons and Noble. Night and Scream. Night Night Scream and they keep fucking off and then they come back and it's like, stop it. <laughs> uh, speaking of stopping it, I don't know, not a very smooth segue. Uh, <laughs> uh, we get to meet uh, our, our boys, Gary and uh, uh, Cheetor uh, floating. Suspended animation, right. Suspended animation floating uh, inside Megahead. And Megatron is like, oh, Gary, I need to learn everything you know about the Oracle so I can have my way with it. Yes, the process is going to be long, excruciating and fatal. So goodbye, Gary. It has been fun. I will enjoy enjoy you dying slowly and painfully. And Cheetor, you're here too. Same to you, I guess. <laughs> There's nothing that this guy knows that 
Primal doesn't. So it's like, but I, you, you can die slow and painfully too. Yeah, just just be. You are Gary's friend, so <laughs> therefore you are not my friend. No. <laughs> Goodbye. You were dumb enough to jump into my alien beam, and so you get yeah, to die. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like, yeah, like I, I get what he <laughs> wants to do to uh, to Gary here, but Cheetor, you'd think he would just pull out a spark extractor right away. I don't. Oh, need yeah. Anything. Yeah, he doesn't need anything from him. The fuck does Cheetor know? Take a spark, store it, and then like turn him into a different Viacon. Hey, there you go. Free writing advice. Twenty-year-old show. <laughs> yeah, twenty-two-year-old episode of Beast Machine. So we've seen the opposite, where they revive a Viacon. Right. But it it would be cool if they did what I just mentioned there. If if Megatron got a hold of a Maximal and actually turned them into a Viacon. Yeah, that'd be rad. Like, right? make make Cheetor a Viacon general, and make him like instead Competent. of like, yeah, instead <laughs> of making him like a new character or something like that, make him actually be like aware of the fact that he is Cheetor, but like something's changed. Yeah, and you He's... know what? That's believable because Primal has dropped the ball like five times. <laughs> like he he. He's been confident in himself. He hasn't been confident in himself. He was going to let himself die before like they were talked out of it. Um, he tried to destroy the entire world at the end that. of last season. And so <laughs> it's believable. He'd be all like, you know what? Like, I need to stop you. This yeah. isn't about working for Megatron. I'm, it is because he's been reprogrammed. But the dialogue could be like, I, I need to stop you and I need to take over the Maximals. Yeah. There you go. No, I, I'm I'm hyped. Does that happen? No. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I wish it was. Uh, from what I, I think, I I think we do get new Viacon generals this season, though. Um, I think it'd be cool if Cheetor was a Viacon general. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, what so vehicle Bla- would he be? I would make him a dune buggy. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? Like, make him be able to like drive up walls there yeah (laughs) there you go yeah 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 he's like a like fast little like gravity defying dune buggy yeah yeah i dig it still named cheetor absolutely (laughs) chee tank (laughs) what have you done (laughs) oh so what the heck is going on night scream Uh, does some night scream bullshit with noble they kiss yada yada yeah, um, uh, blacker. I I so like don't give a shit about the the night scream noble uh, stuff in this yeah. episode. It's like they wake up and they sniff each other. The scene moves on, and then we get a super angsty. I love this fucking stink guy that Silverbolt gives Blackarachnia in the scene right after. He like looks over his shoulder. That is. Is that the part where his like his like eye like pupil like super dilates? Because I was thinking of making that the episode art. Ten, ten minutes and six seconds. Uh, ten minutes and like three seconds. He like look over his shoulder and he gives Black Arachnia like the shittiest fucking look. I'm gonna screenshot that. <laughs> oh, I'm there. I'm there now. And his eyes turn red. Oh, it's just the reflection of the light. But yeah, he's like, "How can you stand the sight of me?" Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, I have hair for eyebrows. And I'm like, yeah, you do. You're kind of ugly, dude. 
Look at what I've become. Yeah, there's this like speech where Black Arachnia is like telling him about like, oh, like yeah, no, your honor and your noble, you're my noble Silverbolt, my my champion, my my lover, my lover, lover, lover boy. <laughs> and Silverbolt's like, what the fuck are you talking about? She just starts singing "Lover Boy" by Billy Ocean, or he starts singing "Lover Boy" by Billy Ocean. <laughs> Yeah. And um, he like flies over to her and he's like, what do you know? You don't know shit, lady. Look at me. I'm a disgusting condor. One thing I did like, um, uh, I'm just going to like gloss over their little exchange here. But one thing I did like uh, is he he, like tries to fuck off again. And she's like, she's like, wait, where do you think you're going? Do you know what I've been through to, to bring you back? And like, Silverbolt like flips the fuck out and he's like what you've been through and he actually like gets mad and like tackles her. Yeah. Um I he, like his react like maybe not like getting violent but like his reaction of being like seriously what you've been through lady. Well she assault technically assaulted uh him because he goes to fly away and she like energy web lassos him and slams him into the ground. Uh, that's a good point but yeah and so he, he, he tackles he, her and he's like i've seen things you people wouldn't believe <laughs> but yeah no he, he, yeah his reaction though of being like seriously like what you've been through lady like do you have any idea what the fuck i've been through for the past like however long and this is the part where i'm like actually can you tell us because I'm a little fuzzy on the timeline here. Like, were you stuck in like a black void for like ten thousand years, like screaming into the ether? Like I, um, yeah, I must scream, and I but I have no mouth. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what? What? Tell me, dude. Or is it just having your subconscious like buried within like Jetstorm? But uh, yeah, well, he I... gives her the stink eye, and he's like. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, he got he kind of elaborates on it a bit later, but we'll we'll get there at the the end of the episode. So basically, she's like, "Yeah, you're my noble Silverbolt. My uh, I, I've been really missing the the D, so I I really need you to to get it together. And also, we got to go save uh Gary and Cheetor." Yeah, and he's yeah. like, "Why?" Yeah, I I like his reaction there. He's like, "Why? Why? Fuck." Why? Fuck you, lady. Why is that my problem? And then she's she's like, like, well, I'm gonna go because Megatron has them. And he's like, Megatron. <laughs> That's literally what happens. He's like, okay, well, you know what? I want revenge. So I guess we'll both go to Megahead. Climb I like when on they my actually, back. I like when they actually get to Megahead too. She's like, okay, so Gary and Cheetor are that way. And he's like, yeah, it's your problem. I'm just here to like fuck Megatron up. He's like, that sounds like a you problem. Yeah. And she's like, wait, <laughs> revenge? That's what's driving you? He's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At least he's very straightforward. Which, so apart from visually, okay, so I've missed I actually, I, I like this version of Silverbolt. Apart from visually, I actually dig Silverbolt here. Yeah. And I know a lot of people don't like uh, Beast Machines because the characters change and there's development. It feels like I'm insulting people that don't like Beast Machines. But it's just, you know what you get when you watch Beast Wars. 
in beast yeah. machines their personalities change and sometimes not for the better and i actually do really dig that yeah um or night scream like kind of gets good but then he's a shithead again and then he kind of gets good and then he's even more of a shithead to the point where i'm like in the uh, same episode in the like s- i was like i was saying last week like i i kind of grade episodes on a curve now like kind of just omitting the night scream bullshit it does help <laughs> <laughs> we get a very weird um shot after they fly away um we get a shot of um night scream He's eating techno-organic apples? That doesn't well, make any sense. Well, these don't look... These aren't techno-organic apples. These look oh, like apples. Right. These look like uh, Sigma, ball, si- Sigma balls. Uh, yeah. Uh, apples. <laughs> the Sigma balls. Yeah. yeah. They, they're completely mechanical. Yeah. What? How's he eating... Also, why would he leave a core? If the whole thing's made of metal, just fucking eat the whole thing. <laughs> right? Prissy bitch. <laughs> Well, yeah, and like these things are like uh have been uh completely sigma balled. So eat the whole thing or not at all? Well, and also eating it shouldn't that also like uh uh key to sigma ball him too? No, because it's um innate. It's kind of like after the ground has been turned mechanical, you can step on it, but if you're hit by the wave it hurts you. Oh, okay. But at the same time, it's just metal. That would be like eating a wall or like the, the floor the yeah. chunk of metal. <laughs> Starts chowing down on the floor. I mean, it's the same. It'd be the same substance. It's just a chunk of metal. Yeah. Whatever. It's He's nostalgic for apples, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also, yeah. why would he leave the core? Does he know what an apple is? He has no me- memory of any organic life besides the bean tree. Right. So how does he know to leave the core? You're uh, thinking way too. I I don't know. Noble gave him these uh these metal the these sigma balls and uh night scream put them in his mouth. But then Rat Trap shows up and he's like he's like hey shit hey shithead I'm here to rescue you. And then werewolf dude shows up and he doesn't say anything. I don't even know if he can talk at this point. And he sees Rat Trap and he immediately like flips changes. out changes into savage and flips out and this is another like ongoing trope that that keeps happening every time somebody new shows up noble changes into savage and attacks them and it's like didn't they do this three times already can can we move on to new can we we move on yeah 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 anyways megahead time (laughs) megahead time uh black arachnia and uh, uh, Silverbolt show up, and um, uh, we we get a really cool visual. Like we get like a face of Megatron with like digital code. Did you play right. the? Did you play the um the Mass Effect Two DLC Overlord? Where no. you go to you go to a facility um that this uh rogue ai has like gone haywire and is like causing mayhem and what you find out is the the guy who was the head of project overlord actually took his like i think he's like autistic he took his brother david uh and actually like plugged him into it and basically made his brother this ai and so his brother like goes nuts from just from all of the like overload of information. Um, 
but we see David's face uh, represented digitally as like a like face like made of like green code. It looks like, almost like this. Cool. Do you know if the legendary edition um, has all of the, the DLC for the games? Yeah, it, uh, the only one, it, it's missing like a few weapons and stuff here and there, and it's missing um, the Pinnacle Station DLC from Mass Effect 1, but it has everything else. Okay, um, I just got it and downloaded it. Haven't played it. I've played through uh, every, I'm, I'm pretty far into Mass Effect 3. I kind of just fell off of it a little while ago. I was think I was working on the Citadel DLC. Yeah, I'll have to give it, give it the old maximal try um because i i've only experienced the core games oh okay uh yeah uh the overlord dlc is really good cool so oh, it, this does look cool it's a little so we say this almost every other episode but like the 3d like code that he's made up is very matrixy but cool on them for like making uh like an animated like 3d like image of megatron's head yeah yeah Oh yeah, uh, right. Um, very small thing. Um, I guess um, earlier when they were infiltrating the Megahead, uh, Black Arachnia can make shurikens out of her like electrified and solidified like webs, and she like throws a shuriken and takes out a a little droid. Right. I don't know. Thought it thought it was cool. I, I like it when they introduce like new ways they use their powers. We, we get this dumb back... Well, I thought it was dumb anyway. We get this dumb back and forth where uh, uh, Black Arachnia... Right. <laughs> Black Arachnia and Megatron are basically, like, uh, going... The devil like, and the, the angel on the shoulder. and Yeah, yeah. Um, I get what they were going for here. I think it's just handled kind of clunk... It, it's kind of clunky how it's handled in the episode. The gist of it is um, he goes to wreck megatron's shit up and um he's all like now 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 you you'll join me even when you're free because i gave you freedom i gave you life there's a reason i chose you as a viacon general silverbolt it's because of your values and you're i'm like no you're noble and loyal with purpose cheers and i'm like is is that what makes good viacons <laughs> Like he, he's noble, noble, but he's also compassionate to his enemies. Well, <laughs> so you're kind of full he, of shit, Megatron. Well, he he took the the like uh, the like sense of duty and dedication that Silverbolt has. He took that aspect, but removed his conscience essentially. Right. Yeah, uh, I didn't get those vibes from Jetstorm, <laughs> so I was very surprised when <laughs> it's uh. Uh, it, it makes sense when Megatron is saying it here. It the, the it doesn't pass the refrigerator test though. Um, so uh, if you if you heard if anyone listening hasn't heard the term the of what the refrigerator test is, it's basically like the more you think about a movie or a TV show, like some something relating to the plot, the more you think about it. Like and the the idea is like when you go to the fridge to like get a snack or get a drink or something, and you're standing That's there. Where that came from. When you're standing there, uh, like, and you start thinking about like something from something from the plot or some story element from like a movie or TV show that you're watching, and the more you're thinking about it, the less it starts to make sense. Um, okay, okay. 
so what Megatron's <laughs> is saying here in a vacuum uh, makes a lot of sense. But it doesn't pass the refrigerator test because the more you start thinking about it and think about like what Jetstorm was like as a character, you're like, wait a minute. No, this doesn't make sense at all. Um, he wasn't loyal to a fault. He constantly, one of the things I liked about him in um, Beast Wars, he was constantly not listening to Gary Primal's um, orders. Right. Like, fucking, like, never. <laughs> Especially as it pertain, uh, pertained to Black Arachnia. Oh, all, assuredly, as it pertained to her, because she was uh, Predacon. He he was definitely not a bros before hoes type fellow. <laughs> no, he uh, he he went his own. He he uh, he flew his own path. Yeah, and um, the it, result here, and I, the, the the path was always uh, whatever gets him that towards pussy. that pussy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, we've been I, doing this long enough that our phrasing is the same like yeah we, <laughs> uh, and uh so what i do like about that scene as the effects are cool the dialogue is meh is that he doesn't he's not this like feeble-minded entity to be won over by either side he's no. like uh, okay that's cool black arachnia but you can like chill on your shit and Megatron, yeah, sure. Oh, like, oh, I'm important to you or like whatever. But like, I kind of just want to kill you. So fuck you both. And he just pulls out his wing. Uh, interestingly, he transforms. Oh, right. He, he like, transforms. Like, well, he just, he just know, like we've seen everyone else. They've had to like learn how to be all like, I am transformed. He just knows right away. Right. Good catch. Which, yeah, in previous episodes, it's like, oh, you have to be, like, at peace with your inner peace with yourself and, like, the, the beast within. And, like, you know how you need to, like, know how to, like, balance your emotions and whatnot. So it seems like Silverbolt has a pretty good head on his shoulders. And if he's, I and he does, if, if you know him from, like, Beast Wars, he, out of any <laughs> of the Maximals, um... Probably like primal first, right? Tigatron. Although, although Gary, and then, uh, although Gary has had some some mental health issues this show. He, yeah, he has. But the people that would figure things out uh, on their own would probably be like primal Tigatron Silverbolt. Yeah, because they are uh, probably at most attuned with their emotions. So I think it's good catch. I, I don't even didn't even register that. Yeah, it's supposed to take like uh, a monk's zen to transform, and he just fucking does it. Yeah. So again, the way he looks, meh. <laughs> I like his robot form, but yeah, um, we, yeah, we, we, the character. As we were, nice. As we were talking about earlier, uh, when he transforms, his robot form is very like samurai looking. I dig it. Complete with like a top knot. Yeah. And he's got his uh, wing like feather bombs. Yeah, still got those. Yeah. He and he like starts attacking pipes, which apparently makes Megatron go, no. And I'm like, what are, are these pipes important? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe they're like, um, uh, maybe they, it was like passing data 
from like other parts of Megahead to this like hollow projector thing. Yeah, because um, red lights start like flashing and um, the stasis field that Megatron had Primal and Cheetor in uh, fails. Yeah. And so, they dropped. So, so Silverbolt accidentally saves them? Inadvertently, yeah. Yeah, he, he saves them. And I guess it kind of makes sense, too, like uh, that Silverbolt would know how to attack Megatron in this thing. Because, I mean, he still has all his memories of being Jetstorm. Yeah. Yeah. Presumably, um, you know, Jetstorm wasn't given the Silverbolt treatment where it's like, put in some sort of subconscious prison back in the... Or they did the Rhinox treatment, yeah. Or the Rhinox where, treatment, where he's like, yeah. or <laughs> That's... There's a horror to that that I'm not sure if I've ever discussed, but when we do our, um, like, uh, Beast Machines wrap-up, I'll talk about the body and the mind horror <laughs> that is Beast Machines. I wonder if I wonder because he he clearly didn't do that for Jetstorm or Thrust. Uh, in fact, Thrust he just made cooler. Um, <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, I wonder if he did that to Rhinox because in Dark Designs, an episode we brought up earlier, uh, talking about my friend Tim guest starring on that episode of Too Much Energy. End of the show. <laughs> friend of the show, and writ- again written by Ian Weir, friend of the show. Um, Actually, though, friend of the show. Um, But if you recall in uh, Dark Designs, uh, Megatron turned Rhinox evil and that bit him in the ass because Rhinox was way too crafty for him. Yeah, because it's still the intelligence, uh, the ingenuity. Yeah. So I wonder if when he put Rhinox's spark into Tankor, he made him dumb. Absolutely. Because of that. Um, because he's like, he's like, this crafty motherfucker will not get in my way again. No. And, um, uh, good evidence of that is as soon as, um, Rhinox is brought back, he immediately starts like putting this like long con into place. So I think that, I think that makes sense. Well, maybe I'm giving the writers too much credit, but uh, well, all of their previous uh, personalities are like buried though. Aren't they? Their their previous memories. Right. It seems like like it. Yeah. But Tankor, especially his intellect was crippled. Yeah. Because remember it's the same spark. Just their memories have been shelved. Yeah. But with Tankor, it wasn't the same spark. Because well, it, was the same, storms... it, it was the same spark, but it, sorry, like, um, he, he made him dumb. Yeah, so they're all the and same. He's the only one he made dumb. Yeah. How did Thrust... So Thrust is slash was Waspinator. How? <laughs> like Thrust... I mean, Thrust isn't smart. He's just cool. But I, I guess they were going for kind of like opposites. Because Jetstorm right. was really cocky and co- like deceitful. Yeah. And which is the opposite of what Silverbolt was in Beast Wars. Thrust is like cool and like, like, uh, ta- uh tac- tactical. 
not in like a strategic way, but in a like combat way, which is like the opposite of Waspinator. Waspinator just goes, oh, I shoot the bird bot. <laughs> or, oh, you know, dares yeah. attack Waspinator. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I like that. That's good thinking. With Tank, Tankor was something else because he wanted capable. You see, Megatron's argument and that like stupid beam of light, like code thing, falls apart because it's like he's like, I chose you because you're uh, because of your how loyal you were and you had a sense of purpose. Right. And it makes sense why he chose Rhinox. He's cunning, intelligent. But then he he neutered that yeah. <laughs> intelligence. Why did you choose Waspinator? That's what? yeah. Why why Waspinator? But also Megatron's full of shit. <laughs> he just flat out just lies in Beast Machines. Why couldn't it have been why couldn't it have been Pterosaur? At least Pterosaur was ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> right? He wasn't uh he wasn't super bright. He also wasn't terribly dumb either. He was kind of just like He wasn't dumb. He was middle of the road. He was He's just an average dude with big dreams. Yeah. <laughs> right? Always like considering the side hustle. Been like, "Hey, Dinobot, you know, like maybe we uh you and I can kind of." No, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. uh hey, uh, who else did he do that with? Um uh Black Arrest. He's always Open to options. always scheming. Yeah, my uh, my friend Duncan actually he got his his uh, War for Cybertron uh, Golden Disc Collection Pterosaur figure in the mail yesterday. All right, Shipped go Duncan. Amazon. Yeah, go Duncan. Here's what I don't understand though. So uh, I pre-ordered mine before him because I told him about it. So I pre-ordered. Oh, I mine. remember. Yeah, and so I told him about it, and like him and uh, uh, another person that we work with, we're like trying to find it on Amazon. They're like, oh, we can't. I'm like, oh, it's the US Amazon. It's not available on amazon.ca. So I sent him a link to it and then he pre-ordered it. Um, he got his yesterday. Mine hasn't even shipped yet. <laughs> That's like, the thing about Amazon. Sometimes you can order a duvet cover, um, like uh, um, like an air humidifier and like like, 30 pounds of batteries and they get there in two days. And then other times you order like a lamp and it takes like two weeks. I <laughs> Well, and it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Like <laughs> I I'm like, I pre-ordered mine before, before he pre-ordered his where like, why, why hasn't mine even shipped yet? Is there no like initiative, like shipping initiative? <laughs> right? right. And also speaking of golden disc collection figures, my golden disc collection, uh, 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 mutant head Tigatron figure that I pre-ordered shipped like two weeks ago. It Ooh. left a it left a Amazon distribution center in Oregon. Now you would think, where do you think, like if a parcel is going from Oregon to Victoria, British Columbia, where do you think it would go from there? Well, logically, even like it went northwestish, northwestish. From like Oregon, it would go up to like Seattle or Tacoma and then cross the border into Vancouver and then Vancouver over to Victoria. So you'd think, right? Yeah. Uh, nope. Uh, this figure went from Oregon to New Jersey and then into New York. New J- wait, 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 wait. 
So West Coast, so yep. like south of us, we're Pacific Northwest. Yep. You went to the East Coast? Yep. Went to New Jersey and then to New York State. Uh, and the last update for it was on Monday. So I think what it's going to do is go cross from New York into Ontario, somewhere in Ontario, and then is going to be sent back west to Vancouver and then to Victoria. But why? So, but, but, <laughs> but why? So instead of just going like straight up, it went from the west coast to the east coast, up north, and then back to the west coast is what I figured is going to happen. But this thing shipped like two weeks ago, and it's just been fucking trekking across the U.S. For anybody, so we're in Canada. Uh, the state uh, Washington on the west coast uh, is above the state. Um, uh, you just said it. Um, Washington is right is directly above Oregon, or, and Oregon, British Columbia is right above Washington. So we. If, if you don't view Canadian borders as this huge, like, hurdle, we're two states away. Yeah. Um, the travel time between uh, Oregon to, uh, say, Vancouver, Victoria, is way less than, say, if you were to go from Oregon to Florida or New York or yeah. New Jersey. <laughs> so Choices. that's... That's that is so, the most perplexing like shipping I've ever even heard of. Like how does how in any world would that be save money or cuz sometimes I'm like okay it makes sense if it goes away right and because it's like being shipped with other stuff and then they do it a big haul right like a huge truck comes and comes across the border right maybe that's what they're doing they're shipping it to an east coast company so when they come across the border they can do it in one big shipping hall why wouldn't it just depart from a east coast distribution amazon distribution center then like you can't oh, tell me yeah. this one in I... oregon is the only one that has this fucking tiger you know what that's figure. right there was one tigertron <laughs> figure in all of the west coast right and all the other people that ordered it were on the east coast and then i don't know quebec yeah <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm like it's That's paid weird. for it's been shipped it's like flying he gives this uh, man his transformers is what we're saying he's, fly, he's flying around the US <laughs> you know uh, on, on a journey on a fantastic voyage there, if you will fantastic voyage there better be pictures of him posed like in the windows <laughs> of, of uh, you should look up and... you should look up a picture of the golden disc uh, uh, Tigatron figure he's pretty cool he's based on a um well, the head, he has a new head. He's based on the original Tigatron's mutant head. Um, Remember you showed me, like, the mutant head figures. They got, like, little like little face shields, kind of, and, like, circuitry and shit underneath. Yeah, yeah. Um, and his paint scheme is based on, I think, the original, uh, the original, like, color scheme for, like, the prototype Tigatron figure. Yeah, I was going to say, because it's straight up just, a, like, a Bengal tiger. Yeah. Yeah, he's cool though, and uh, they they come with golden disc actual like they come with golden like toy golden discs. Oh yeah, he's got his little tail whip going. Yeah, and so 
I'm going to get one golden disc with Tigatron, and I'm going to get one golden disc with my with my boy Pterosaur when he finally shows up. And you best believe I'm going to be taking pictures of Kingdom Dinobot holding one in each hand, holding them up to the sky. I was going to say, like, yes, please, <laughs> please do. <laughs> Uh, quoting Shakespeare as he like contemplates their existence. Yeah. Uh, so what the fuck happens? Uh, in the re- they run away. Uh, they fly yeah. away, right? Yeah. Let, okay. So let, I'm gonna I'm gonna TLDR. They all get away. We cut back to Rat Trap and Night Scream. That battle music playing. The dun 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 dun. They're running away from. Um, as composed by another friend of the show, Bob Buckley. Yeah, um, they run into Thrust because Thrust. Why not? Thrust is a character, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and Thrust is like, hold on, there, partners. And uh, I like how he tries to radio Jetstorm. He's like, Jetstorm, buddy, I need help. And he's like, I got them in my sights. And then, so and I'm like, when have up. they ever been afraid of like three vehicles? Never, <laughs> because it's just Thrust and like two other like motorcycle vehicles. He's like, Jetstorm, Jetstorm, good buddy. Do you read? Jetstorm! Jetstorm! And, uh, <laughs> and Silverbolt shows up and he's like, he's not coming or something like that. No, um, Savage comes up behind them. No, but that is actually a thing that uh, uh, Silverbolt says. Oh. He, he, he says to Jetstorm, Jetstorm oh, is like, you're trying, right. or uh, Thrust is trying to radio Jetstorm and he's like, Jetstorm, Jetstorm, do you read? And he's right. like, he's not coming. And then kicks him in the face off the cliff jet storm's gone and so are you and he oh jet storm's gone right tosses so him you. yeah yeah he tosses him and he's like no that's kind of a super dramatic moment yeah, yeah. sorry i must have skimmed over that or like looked down from whatever i was eating um to whatever i was eating <laughs> watching that yeah that that's a cool part it like tosses him off the cliff yeah uh savage like fucks off he like uh dragon he like dragon flies he emo away. dragon dragon walks away he he looks sad and he dragons away dragon flies maximize you remember <laughs> those toys dragon flies they're around the same time as beast wars they were these action beast figures wars. that had like these like wing type things and you put them on the this base and you would pull the string and it would spin them around and they would fly into the air but they had a cartoon well, to go that, along with that yeah okay as soon as you said you like spin them and they like fly i was like holy shit yeah those motherfuckers and they're they, they had a cartoon to go along with it and the theme song was like dragon flies maximize Fly th- forever through dragons, guys. Get what guess what music this episode of the show is now ending with? <laughs> well, flies F L Y Z. Yeah. Z. There, there was a girl version of these toys too. I can't remember what they were called. Oh, it's like one of those things how like there was like creepy crawlers for boys and easy bake oven for girls. Yeah, there yeah, there was a girl's version where the toys were identical, but like and they were fairies. Of- yeah, they were fairies or something, and they were <laughs> yeah. they were pink because they're, they're, for they're girls. pink and white and like powder blue. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, anything like that's pink is inherently for girls. Toys are very gendered. <laughs> I've been told that like at some point, like the colors switched. That pink was like a, a masculine or a boy color, and like powder blue was like a a girl color. Really? And at some point in like around like night like 1930s to 50s that like shifted. Hmm. 
Well, person could have been completely bullshitting me. <laughs> well, in uh, black and white movies back in the day, they would frequently wear like white and pink and like light reds and stuff because uh, uh, it helped with lighting. That that was oh, the jo- okay. that was the joke in uh, Back to the Future Part Three when uh, he's going back to the old west and Doc gets him like these very like brightly colored uh, uh, cowboy clothing. It's because it's it's because like clothing that they would wear in westerns was like brightly colored like that, so it would show better on film, right? Black and yeah. white film, yeah, yeah. Because if you're just wearing white. Um... It's going to be too, it's going to well, reflect. If you're too wearing, much. well, no, it's if you're wearing like blacks or browns, uh, dark colors, and in black and white film, there it's not going to show very well. Details won't, like your clothing won't show very well. So you need light colors. Right. So they depict um, darker colors um, by just having them wear like red or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Cool. I think you've told me that before. So um, it was like tucked into the recesses of my subconscious. So what happens here? Um, uh, does Silverbolt stick around? Night Scream is like, oh, we got to go after uh, Noble. And Gary is like, he'll come back to us when he's ready. And I'm like, didn't we already do this like three times? <laughs> we, we we did do this already. And so we get this uh, scene with... Um, Black Arachne and Silverbolt like sitting on a rooftop or something talking. Yeah, and I should I think this is a fine convo. Th- no, this is actually this is actually a pretty good scene. It's probably the best scene in the whole episode. Honestly, it is. It's actually heartfelt. Good, good job by the voice actors, by the way. Um, but the the gist of it is is she's like, uh, oh, like you're uh, you're free from Megatron's uh, from Megatron's influence. It wasn't you doing all those things, and he's like, you still don't get it, do you? Like Megatron, all Megatron did was take away my sent my code of honor and like freed me to like do all of this like horrible shit that I did. It was liberating. I loved it. And he's like, and now I, I don't know what to do with <laughs> now that uh, now that I'm not a Viacon anymore. Basically, I don't know what to do with that. Like, who the hell am I? What kind of person am I? And to Black Arachnia's credit, she's like, well, you know what? There was compassion in you, like regardless of like what you've done or your code or lack of code. And uh, yeah, I'm going to stick it out. And she like holds his hand and he's like, you're taking a huge risk. Uh, you're taking, taking a huge risk lady. I mean, you know, like I cheated on all of my exes and like, you know, I drank too much and you know, I, uh, I, uh, I, in a lot of debt, like I racked up a bunch of like cre- a bunch of my ex's credit cards and then fucked off, you know, like I'm, I'm damaged goods lady. So like, uh, just, just know what you're getting yourself into. And she's like, oh, I can handle a little debt. And he's like, well, uh, no, no, I, I'm talking like not one, but like four or five different like mob associations like want my legs (laughs) like it's it's bad i borrowed money from one loan shark to pay off another it's a big see you 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 think that uh megatron changed my name from silverbolt to jetstorm 
because I became a Viacon. I actually changed my name to Jetstorm too because I was, you know, I was hiding out from some loan sharks. Uh, uh, the fact that you you're kind of calling me Silverbolt again is a little uh, uh, is a little. It's not good. Uh, maybe maybe we should just uh, ixnay on the uh, Ilver Ilverbolte. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's think of something else like um, Carry On or uh, Condor Man. Uh, it's a work Sky- in progress. <laughs> Skywarp. That's pretty fuck. <laughs> That's wait actually a, a Transformer. Yeah, I was going to say, wait, wait a second. I know enough about Transformers to recognize that. Skywarp was one of the, the Seekers in G1, and there was also... Um, That's it. You remember in the, the uh, Japanese... Uh, Beast Wars anime that we watched, Magna Boss with Lyo Junior. Remember, yeah. one of them was a was a bald eagle. Because they like Magna Boss combined, there was a uh, Lyo Junior. There was the elephant guy, and then there was the eagle. Yes. So the the U.S. version of that toy, Magna Boss, um, Lyo, Lyo Junior's name was named Prowl in English and right. the Eagle guy, whatever his name was in, um, in Japan, uh, he was named Skywarp and I don't remember what the elephant's name oh, was. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Just those three would combine into Magnaboss, right? Yep. Weird. But they, they also <laughs> had that other guy who was like always hanging out with them. Uh, yeah, we, yeah. We, we should revisit the, <laughs> We those. we should revisit. We should. I bet you I'd like it more if I watched. We should revisit the the Japanese Beast Wars sometime. Maybe maybe after uh, maybe after episode one hundred of Too Much Energon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was uh, season two, episode four, in Darkest Night. Uh, those that are familiar or unfamiliar with the show, we have a rating system on Too Much Energon. We do. Uh, it's a three-pronged system uh, in ascending a, order. A, a, a triple changer, if you will. Or yeah, a, tri- a, a triple decker a, sandwich. A, a three-point combiner, like the aforementioned <laughs> Magnaboss. There you go. <laughs> See, the thing, random things we talk about, they... They string together sometimes. And the the rating system obviously ranges from uh, Lyo Jr. to Random Elephant Guy <laughs> and Skywarp, right? <laughs> Lyo, Lyo Jr., Random Elephant Dude, and Skywarp. Yeah. So um, Lyo Jr. being the bottom. Uh, so, like, not good. You know, not worth revisiting. Random Elephant Guy being okay. And um, Skywarp being, oh, that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, what do you g- give uh, in Darkest Night? <laughs> yeah, well, the the actual too much energon okay. scale being <laughs> okay. So the too much energon scale is uh, not enough energon, a sufficient amount of energon to too much energon. It's Bad. Okay. Good. Uh, Siege. In uh, darkest night. Uh, this is getting a low, very low, sufficient amount of energon. It's just barely a sufficient amount of energon. Um, I Tell like us why it even reaches a sufficient amount of energon. <laughs> uh, because I like all the character work with Silverbolt that's going on. 
Damn it, that is good, isn't it? It is good. It, it saves the episode for me. But the rest of the episode is just one, like the the moral implications of Black Arachnia just choosing to like uh, strip away the jet storm of Which Silver is Bolt. multiple times she's attempted this. And every time he's been like, look, lady, like, no, like, th- this is me now. So there's um, there's a bit of a moral and ethical question there that the, I don't think the show, I, in fact, I would be, a, I, I can almost guarantee without uh, having watched ahead that uh, the show is not going to address that. Um, so that, that kind of, that kind of ruins it for me a little bit. Um, the whole, all the stuff with Noble and Savage and Night Scream, like we barely even talked about it because it's just, it's like, it just, it ain't shit for this episode. Honestly. It's just sitting in the background and it's been like, what, three episodes, two? Yeah. It feels like forever and it's like, it's not interesting. <laughs> Um, I really like the uh, the Mass Effect 2 Overlord. And this this predates Mass Effect 2 by a decade, but um, which it's also crazy that Mass Effect 2 is that old now. But because uh, that came out in 2010, this was 2000. So uh, anyway, yeah. So uh, old, too old, <laughs> too much aging. Clearly. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I like the the um, uh, VR the uh, floating co- code face thing of Megatron. That was a really cool visual. Um, when you're just a giant mechanical head, you got to make another digital head inside of you to talk to people. It it seems legit to me. But anyway, that's that's my rating. Very, very, very low. Sufficient amount of energon, just because like I I'm I I the Kind of existential like crisis that Silverbolt is in, I think, is really interesting. Yeah, you're you're making you're swaying me a little bit to bump my rating up to sufficient. Um, eh, it gets a not enough energon for me. Uh, I wish like half of the episode or more was exploring Silver because it's good writing. Yeah, uh, the whole like taking like he's kind of pissed off that. Um, it seems at least that, like you said, um, his agency was take, taken away from him when it came to deciding who he was or whether he remained Jetstorm, right? And uh, it's interesting, you know, like uh, characters aren't what people, people aren't who you remember them as. Right. But I think it's like a total of like 60 seconds <laughs> that we even get to visit that in the whole episode. Right. Uh, but I really, I really do like dig that. Cause th- you had mentioned that earlier, like people change. <laughs> yeah. People change. And yeah. And she like black arachnia spend like several times in this episode, like complaining about the fact that like, Oh, where's the silver bolt that I fell in love with. And it's like, he's been through a lot lady. Like. Cut that, him some slack. <laughs> yeah. Like, and like I said, people change, and clearly he has. Yeah, but unfortunately, Viacon saying some Viacon bullshit, uh, Megatron saying some Megatron bullshit, and just a completely th- like disposable like Night Scream and Savage like B plot. Right. Uh, 
not enough energon for me. <laughs> All right. Uh, and like I said, it ve- it barely <laughs> hit sufficient amount of energy. Just scratched the surface. Yeah. And there you have it. Yep. That uh, was episode 73 of Too Much Energon. Uh, if you want to support the show, go to Patreon. Patreon.com slash Lazygom. L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. We're starting at the $5 and up tier. You get hours each and every week of bonus preamble audio of us uh, shooting the shit on this and all of the other shows that we do week in and week out. Kind of talking about off-topic stuff. This week we were... Um, what were we? We were talking about plan, future plans for Too Much Energon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if you want our future plans, (laughs) so if you want a little bit of a sneak peek of what uh, what we might be planning after we're done with Beast Machines, uh, go check that out. Uh, Also, at the five dollar tier, you get a monthly ish commentary track. Uh, We recently did all commentary tracks for all four Matrix movies. Yes, that includes even the new one, The Matrix Resurrections. Uh, One of us, one of us was a bigger fan of it than the other. And uh, could it be? Was it and, Siege <laughs> or NeoCal? <laughs> or was it Christina? <laughs> or was it Christina? <laughs> uh, so uh, go check that out uh, if you want to find out. Um, at the $10 t- and up tier, you get our weekly news and current events program, Laser Comb Tonight. Uh, you also get to pick a show for us to do what we just did here on our other podcast, the Lasercomb Podcast, where we review random episodes of TV shows. Uh, if you want to pick a TV show for us to review a random episode of, you can do that as a $10 patron. So That's right. go check it out. Patreon.com slash Lasercomb. Uh, social media, go to Facebook. Facebook.com slash Lasercomb. Spelled the same way I just spelled it. Uh, it's a central hub for this and all the other various shows that we do week in and week out. Uh, Twitter, you can follow the show proper at Too Much Energon. I am at Lasercomb. Cal, you are at NeoCal, N E O underscore K A L. We'll be back next week with episode 74 of Too Much Energon, where we will be talking about the fifth episode of Beast Machines A Wolf in the Fold. So. <laughs> Uh, I'm what I hold up <laughs> three three guesses what uh, what that episode's going to be about. Um, yeah, Silverbolt loses his condor form and gets to turn into a much cooler animal, a wolf. Maybe his spark uh, takes over the body of uh, Noble. Oh, don't get my hopes up. Wait, and he he becomes a wolf dragon fusor. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't probably think cooler what, than what happens. It's probably cooler than what <laughs> happens. Uh, all right. We're going to get out of here now. Uh, I am the siege. One of your hosts. And I'm your other host, Neo Cal. And until next week, uh, Silverbolt. No. Uh, I, uh, uh, I, I got nothing. This this episode killed me a little. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. <laughs>
fight is might. 